and hello again, everyone. Welcome to yet another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Speed. I'm John Ray, alongside Roger Lesby. Good morning, John. How are you? Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> happy, happy Valentine's Day a little later. You, have you got time to be here? It's it's the season. Uh, we always have to do these things. These we do. Are special things, and uh, we just make it make it work. Because cause we've got some special folks with us, right? We do. We take the time for that. So I... Before we get to our special guest, we've got actually a, kind of an inside guest. We've got Adele Erdman. We do. We have our executive director of marketing at Fraser and Dieter. Uh, she heads up the whole firm. And Adele, thanks for being here. All right. It's great to be here. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Adele. Tell folks, I mean, everybody thinks they know what the director of marketing does, but tell folks just a little bit about that. Sure. We do all kinds of things to promote the Fraser and Dieter family of brands. And we have currently nine offices in the U.S. and one office in the U.K., so we always have something exciting going on. You do, and it's hard to keep up. And I try to keep up, and it's hard to keep up. So congratulations on all your success and and, uh, what you're doing to get the word out. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for being here. And we want to turn to Mary Hester. Mary is with us. She's the CEO of Land Systems. Mary, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. the invite. It's great to be for, to have you here. Um, tell us a little bit about you and tell us about Land Systems. How do you help folks? Well, we help people with their IT needs. So if you have a problem, we're there for you. But if you want to grow and if you want your IT to be the best it can be, so we always say do more in less time. Now, Mary, I went and looked up your background. You've got a lot of personality for having an engineering background. Well, How did that so happen? What? <laughs> well, I'm a female engineer, so we all yeah, have there a you personality. Go. Yeah, you're a unicorn, right? <laughs> unicorn, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. A, a good unicorn. Yes, and, and all all engineers are unicorns. Yes. All female engineers especially. So For sure. Engineers, we make reality happen, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell them a little bit about your background? So I am I'm an electrical engineer, work for power utilities for a number of years and then moved back to Atlanta, which is home, and looked for a job and thought I'd go to work for a local consulting house or power utility. And I found a job. It was a temporary job in the paper for a SCADA engineer. And if anyone knows what SCADA is, it's very, very highly specialized. I said, well, I can do SCADA. Well, I stayed there for 10 years. So my temporary 90-day assignment turned into a 10-year gig. Oh, wow. And what I realized is I loved working with people. And I really enjoyed the support side of engineering. And we grew a department um, that was was head and shoulders above any in the world. And so when I left there, I said, well, I would like to, I'd like to stay in IT and engineering. And so I bought land in January of 2008. And if you can remember January oh, yeah. 2008. <laughs> the world was, was falling the apart. The world was falling apart. And there's probably not a better or worse time to buy a company. And um, so we made it through the Great Recession. Mm. And here we are. Wow. You've got guts. Well, I mean, let's let's just call that guts, out, right? Well, right. Yeah, but I mean, to make that decision to buy, yeah. And I have a lot of support from my husband and mm-hmm. my family, so there was a lot of people that were were rooting for me. Wow! And then Land Systems is right here, based in Gwinnett, based in Gwinnett mm-hmm. in Berkeley Lake. Mm-hmm. We're in Norcross in Berkeley Lake, and um, been here for the company was started in eighty seven, incorporated in ninety three, and I bought it in two thousand and eight. And today. How many people? 17 plus. Yeah. And um, um, like we were talking earlier, the best places to work six years in a row. Yeah. So that's always exciting when your employees can validate, uh, you know, not only where they're working and the fact that they enjoy it, but 
you know, contributing to the success of the company. That's right. And so like, like we were talking earlier, when we won three, three, one, nine, eight, two, and there's not much statistical difference to get into engineering. There's not right. too much statistical difference between one and nine, but the really cool part is you get to go up on stage if you're number one and brag about your people. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, a that's awesome. Of, source of pride and joy. That's awesome. And, and uh, I mean, let's be clear on this. So, it not just you won that, that many years in a row, but there really aren't that many other companies in the services business and certainly IT services that are on that list. That's right, because when they ask you the benefits you offer, some of the benefits are, do you go on cruises together? Well, we can't go on cruises together because <laughs> we're 24 by 7. Um, they ask if you have um, beer on tap. Well, we don't drink on the job and because um, we have to do very you know, intricate computer work. We don't even have casual Friday because we don't know when we might have to go out to a customer. Sure. So, but, but we do every day we're there working together. We have, um, we support each other. Two things that I think are real important. We have a Sherpa program to help new employees mm-hmm. um, on board. And we have a lab where people can go in and learn the new and newest in technology. But Frazier and Dieter has been fortunate enough to win that award as well. Never six years in a row, I might add. But, not, uh, yet. not yet. Not, one sure. of, not yet. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the big factors was retention. And so you're in a high turnover environment there with IT, but just speak about retention a little bit. Yes, and, Roger, uh, that's right. It's very high turnover in IT. And in our business, it's not always easy to keep your employees happy. What we do is hard work, but... We really, we try to make it as not only pleasant for the employees, but so that they're always learning. Because technology people, that's one of the important attributes is they always, they're learning. They're really smart. And it's not always easy to manage smart people, as you all know. Um, so you have to find things that are challenging and rewarding for them. But the retention is, it's something that we work on all the time. You know, it's a goal you want to achieve. Right. You'd like for people to stay forever, but... Um, I will say that's one of my sources of pride of having my own business is is what I'm able to do for the young people, especially the young people that work for me, and see them really come into themselves and grow their careers. Yeah, because I suspect that you're a lot like like our firm. We have uh, so many young people that work with us, and uh, uh, you know, it's you know, generational differences yes. as far as me being a partner and. and working with the staff, many of whom are younger than my daughters. So, uh, right. Well, and, and I think that a lot of times you hear about these negative attributes of millennials. I don't see that. I think that they are a wonderful generation. They're very invested. They're very, they're very engaged. They're so smart. They have opportunities that many of us didn't have. And I think they do a good job of using them. I, I agree with all that, but they do work differently. They do work very differently, yeah. and you have to understand that. But we've indulged our children so much, so I can kind of see because I <laughs> indulge mine. But but I tell people that technology people tend to be zero-sum game, you know, so the way their minds work. I win, you lose. You know, you win, I lose. And we look for people that do truly believe the rising tide lifts all boats, and I think that's what changed our company when we started to really look at that attribute rather than hire just for the technology. And tell us about some of the clients that you uh, that you serve and work with. And we were talking about Atlanta Ballet, wonderful company, wonderful people. They just, um, I don't know if anyone saw the new Nutcracker, but it is just a fabulous show. They're just such hardworking people. We've been really proud to be able to help them with their IT. Because for us, IT 
is if we can make your IT just a little bit better, you can become such a better company. You can do things faster. You can be more efficient, more productive. And a lot of people don't realize that very small IT changes can give you big dividends, big returns. Very small IT problems can cause you to waste a lot of time just churning in the IT in the IT space. So um, just very small, modest improvements can give you a big return. You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Mary, because I noticed that on your website, you talked several instances of talking about return on investment. And I think a lot of business owners see IT as a cost, not an investment, uh, not certainly not an investment that provides return. So maybe you can unpack that a little more. Well, it is usually put in a cost center, right? So mm-hmm. it's usually in a cost center, but but it is as much of an investment. So the two ways we, we improve the bottom line, increase revenue, reduce cost, IT does both. It both increases your revenue and reduces your cost. And you have to have a plan for it. You have to have a program. It's just like anything. You can't – I think a lot of times people feel that initiatives are um, – are, um, are failing because Mm -hmm. they don't really put the time in front to plan the initiative and then to train the employees. We're really, we believe so, so strongly that you have to train your employees to use the technology. Even young people that understand technology need to know how to use it for productivity. Not playing, not, you know, it's not a game. It's, it's business. And then you work with a lot of not-for-profits, correct? We do. So, mm-hmm. and, and um, every year we adopt a not-for-profit to get our proceeds from our e-recycling. So we don't believe you should sow any electronics in the landfill. Recycle mm-hmm. them. They're, you can be very responsible about doing that. So you get a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but we donate that. This year it's to Senior Services North Fulton. And if anyone has a chance to go look at their mission, fantastic organization. They do the Meals on Wheels. They have all kinds of programs. They've been around for, I believe, 32 years, an incredible organization. And they are in a space where we're all aging, right? That's the common thing with all of us. We're all getting older and our populations, the the average age is going up and senior services, North Fulton serves the seniors in North Fulton. Right. And incredible organization. Yeah. I mean, they're going up right and left up here in North Fulton, Gwinnett as well. So, and people have a misunderstanding that we're all, that it's very affluent. There's, there's so much need. And even if you're affluent, it's nice to have the services someplace that you can go to have a community and companionship. Well, and you, you know about that from your, some of your other support, because I noticed you've, you've been a past supporter, current, maybe your current supporter too, of Rainbow Village as yes. well. So Yes, and, and that's a great organization um, for helping, especially single mothers, mm-hmm. get out of the cycle of poverty. Sure. I just came off being the board chair for two years for the Gwinnett Coalition for Health and Human Services, another organization that um, there's no lack of work. So if you want to get into the nonprofit community, there's <laughs> lots of opportunities. That's awesome. Uh, folks, we're speaking with Mary Hester, and she's the CEO of Land Systems uh, in Berkeley Lake here in the Atlanta area. Uh, so, Mary, let's talk a little bit about IT specifically. And one of the things that really stood out about our, our pre-show conversation for me was you're talking about how I, we IT is fun. We see it as fun. Yeah, you we know, get jazzed nope. by it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not so, everyone. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. Well, we just bought a 3D printer, and we made the first thing we made on our 3D printer was a little puppy dog. So, I mean, it's just so cool. Technology yeah. is just just amazing. But um, we get really excited about it. We we see not only that it helps people, 
but it helps businesses. And technology to me is the great field leveler, you know, and so as a female engineer, if it wasn't for technology, you know, I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have. Um, many other women wouldn't have the opportunities that they have. Um, te- technology gives us um, not only personal satisfaction, but it also gives us business growth. Sometimes it's um, sometimes you have to you have to balance it, right? So technology does great things, and technology does awful things, and. <laughs> So, you know, you look at like cybersecurity, we are always trying to train people to avoid phishing scams. Mm -hmm. Today, the biggest threat to your organization is phishing that comes in through email and you have to train your employees to identify it and avoid it because there are people out there all the time trying to get into your systems. Right. And and even though they have these courses and we've all taken them ourselves at Frazier and Dieter with the online uh, courses and actually some of them are quite good, but still you get so busy and uh, you just have a tendency to click on something. Yes. And uh, yeah, it can happen to anybody. And sometimes people get, one of the things we do is we take away some permissions and some privilege. So even if someone clicks on something, it can't cause damage to the network. And people get upset about that because it's not convenient. And security is the difference between security is security and convenience. They're, they have an in, inverse proportionality. So the more convenient a network is, the net less convenient it is. And the more convenient it is, the less secure it is. So we try to balance that so that people can continue to do their work in a safe way. But when you, so we believe in a pessimistic system. If you, if it's optimistic and you give a lot of permission and you take them away, people get upset. So it's nicer to start pessimistic and then give permissions. And the people are much happier about that. Mary, you've talked a little bit about the changing model for managed service providers. Unpack that for so our listeners. It started where it was break fix. We, we did hourly work and that's then the model changed to, it was more of a hardware based. So you would buy hardware and, and um, software was, was the add on. And then it was software Software, you paid for the software and the hardware was kind of bundled in. Today, it's all about services. And it's hard for a model that started with hourly work because sometimes people think of us as hourly. And they say, okay, well, if I paid this amount, X amount of money, I, I equate that to a certain number of hours that you should be spending. And I always tell people, don't think about it as hourly. Look at it as results. Because if you've spent an hour we spent an hour working on something. You've probably spent two hours, and a lot of times that's wasted. So get in front of it. Be more productive. Be more more efficient because you should spend less time managing IT problems and more time managing your business. Well, and part of what pe- folks are paying you for is insurance, right? I mean, it's really insurance against disaster if they're doing it themselves. That's right. That, yes. it's it, you, If you look at it that way, then I think that you say, okay – let me make it the best that I can be. And you take the hours out of it. Sure. And what we can do, what we do now, we do remotely. It used to be we had right. to go on site, but the, that is a big change in our industry. We can we can work anywhere in the world pretty much as easily as what we used to do on site. There's still some things that we have to go on site for, but we've become a remote business. So your clients are not just here in the Atlanta area, but uh, well the beyond. Southeast and could be throughout the world. And the cloud has really enabled that. It and people cut it, it. 
people know all about the cloud now, but it, it's the bandwidth. You know, we waited for bandwidth to catch up sure. with, the, with the software. So now people can do their work anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. So you can work at a coffee shop pretty much as easily as you can work at your office. But you do have to be careful. That's one thing, Roger, you were saying about training people and them still not identifying it. Working on your phone is not easy because it's smaller. And I think a lot of people make mistakes when they're on their phone, especially email. So I would say if you're working remotely on a laptop or your phone, be extra careful when you're answering email. Make sure it's the person that you that you think that it is. Folks, this this inspiring story, and it is inspiring um, to, to hear what Mary's up to. This inspiring story of business success is presented by the Alpharetta office of Frazier and Dieter. And Frazier and Dieter is an award-winning international CPA and advisory firm with the London office. I love it. (laughs) With deep technical expertise and an even deeper dedication to their clients. Their CPAs and advisors believe in investing in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to FraserDieter.com. And I would like to say that that is so true. Everyone at Fraser and Dieter has just been so wonderful. Adele has just been fantastic about staying in touch, developing relationships, not only with me, but with everyone she knows. And I've, I've, it's all about relationships. We talk about technology and uh, the transactional nature of it, but it's still about people to people. Right. So, Mary, where do you see the economy right now as far as uh, for land, uh, the opportunities, um, Maybe some of the ways that you guys are branding yourselves and other services that you're looking to uh, to add on. Roger, the economy right now is strong, stronger than, I mean, we went through the Great Recession, so we see it very strong. But it's almost like it will never be like it was in the 90s. The 90s was the heyday. Um, you know, We saw so much growth and there were so many companies. Now you see a consolidation. Um, companies are getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I think that any company that wants to grow, they know they need technology. They know that they need that to enable them. And for us at Land, we look at, we try to get them aligned so that their their technology works for them, so they're not constantly at odds and fighting the technology. We look at the way they work and the, the way that they want to implement their business strategy, and we align their technology with that. So that's one area that we can really help people in a good economy or a bad economy. And then also um, for security, we really spend time trying to, to not, we secure the system. There's so many, there's so many um, um, configurations and software that we use that gives a basic security that it does the network security intrusion protection. But today it's about the users. And so we have to train our customers to, avoid those. We do bundled in with all of our managed service agreements is a yearly um, phishing training. So we'll come out and we'll do cybersecurity training for each of the clients to help them because those losses, as you know, can be big losses. Mm -hmm. You lose, you know, 10, 15, 20,000, $100,000. It takes a lot of revenue to make that up. Yeah. Or they're held up for ransomware or any of the other things that can happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ransomware is a big problem. Mm -hmm. Or they're put out of business. Or they're put out of business because they lose their data. Right. And they do, you know, everyone recommends, every professional, including the FBI, FBI recommends don't pay the ransom. But sometimes people do because they feel like they have no other choice. If they hire us, land systems or a company like us, we will make sure they have backup so they have disaster recovery. So if the worst happens, they can recover from it. 
Now, Mary, I want to, uh, before, I mean, we're coming up uh, here on uh, nearing the end of our hour, but I don't, or our time together, but I don't want to leave without talking about uh, being a woman CEO in IT, because that's like a big deal. And I mean, we, you know, a lot of times we'd like to think that's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. And you've got to manage a mostly male workforce, I assume. And you've got to navigate a lot of things that a lot of males don't have to navigate. So unpack that, talk a little bit about that. Well, John, I appreciate that. And I think that in any company, whether you're male or female, it's about servant leadership. You should be a servant leader. You should serve your people. Um, You should be um, as invested in their future as they are. So um, I think being a woman gives you some unique challenges, but then being a man gives you some unique challenges. I was fortunate I have three younger brothers, so I know all about boys. <laughs> There's um, not a day that, that I didn't figure out, you know, sure. boys. And so, right. but um, it is, and it's, there's less women, and sometimes that's lonely because mm-hmm. you don't have as many women to talk to. Men don't like to talk about the same things, mm-hmm. you know, in, in personal, but um, in, like, you know, they don't want to talk about clothes and colors. You know, they want to talk <laughs> about technology, and I love to talk about technology. But mm-hmm. I think men and women both have unique challenges. So when I was a young engineer, I had um, I worked with all men. I was like the only female in a department. And they were just so polite and so nice. They always used to open the door for me and let me get off the elevator first. And and that was that was very nice, but it had to come to a point where I wanted them to treat me equal. And they had a hard time because they were trying to be so respectful. Sure. You know? And so I always felt that it was my responsibility to be a good steward and and a good representative of women in engineering. So I never it never bothered me for someone to explain something to me that I knew. I'd just listen and very respectfully. So I felt if you gave respect, you would get respect. So I think all women should do that. They should be a good ambassador of engineering and women in engineering and just show that we're women brought a real dynamic to engineering that we hadn't seen before. As a matter of fact, I, I credit women with concurrent engineering because as more women were coming into engineering in the eighties and nineties, we had this need to talk in groups and to work as teams. So we'd get all of the engineers together, the mechanical engineer, the electrical engineer, the structural engineer, and we would talk about all these things that were important to us. And I think that the male engineers really like that. So I think by and large, the women entering engineering has been really good for the engineering field. And you ask a woman why she went into engineering, and you'll hear two answers, either that because I wanted to make the world a better place or I wanted to help people. And that's like one of the foundations of women when they when they go into an engineering career, because they really want to improve the world and make it a better place for all people. Yeah, you touched on something there that I think is important. And obviously, Frazier and Dieters figured this out as well, because they, they're consistently, and this is out there, folks, this is not a, my opinion, this is a fact. Frazier and Dieter has uh, been recognized as a great place for women to work um, consistently. And uh, that diversity is good for the company and its results. Yes. And that's really what you're touching mm-hmm. on. Yes. And all of us together make it better. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talented females out there there's a lot of talented males out there but uh, but they do come they do come up come at and approach problems differently mm-hmm. and so i think that that in the long run can be good 
uh, as long as we can figure out how to work with each other. Well, I have these three, four, this is the, you know, everyone has three rules, right? So my three rules for a, a happy life is to be true to yourself. Always have an open mind because if you don't have an open mind, you miss so many possibilities and to be kind to all God's creatures. So I think if you do those three things, um, you'll have a very good soul. I have a friend who says, work hard, be a leader, pay attention. So I think if you take his three rules and my three rules, you've got a winning formula there. Wow, that's a good place to end, but I'm not ready to end, Roger. So, (laughs) Because I want to get into, before we uh, wrap up here, I I really want to get into um, uh, folks that have heard some things you've got to say, would like to be in touch with you. We'll get the contact information, but how, uh, talk about good fit clients for you, the kind of folks that you work with. So any business that's really from five to 250 and really for, we're a real good fit for companies that know that technology is their competitive advantage and they want to be better through technology. So whether they're dealing with a problem or they want to grow Um, so we take people through an alignment process. So we get them aligned, then we go into growth mode and then innovation mode. So really anywhere up that, up that ladder. Um, but people that want, that want to embrace technology, if you hate technology, we're probably not the best, you know, company for you. But if you embrace technology, you want to grow and be better and make your people feel more secure and happier using technology, have a pleasant experience. And it, Go ahead, Roger. Go ahead. And I was just going to say, Mary, what, what's the best way for our listeners to uh, to get in touch with you? They can email me, Mary, at lanlansystems.com or call us at 770-662-0312 and ask for me. And your website? Landsystems.com. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, this, enjoyed it. This has been awesome. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Adele. Roger. John. Yeah, this has been great. Um, Roger, we need to just stop this show and start part two with Mary. This has been awesome, right? (laughs) (laughs) This has been great. So maybe she can help you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd need all the help I can get. That's for sure. But, um, uh, no, this has just been another great success story. Uh, uh, courtesy of Frazier and Dieter. Thanks for uh, getting all this going. Thank you, John. We'll see you next month. We look forward to it. Uh, uh, folks, I'm John Ray with Roger Lusby and with Adele Erdman. Thanks, Adele, for being here. Thanks so Uh, much. Yeah. Uh, Folks, join us next time here on Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat.